it's only been in recent years that I really started appreciating how important it is to set goals that are wildly, insanely unachievable. And then to see what happens, you know, when you apply your efforts and goals where, you know, even if you only get halfway there, you just, it blows your mind that you were able to even do that. Welcome to The Art of We, the podcast where we explore how committed partnerships can be potent vehicles for fully delivering our gifts to the world. Hi, I'm Krista Vanderveer, a seasoned consultant and executive coach. And I'm Dr. Will Vanderveer, a leader and educator in integrative mental health and wellness. As husband and wife and business partners, we keep learning that the key to maximizing our authenticity and impact in the world lies inside the health, security, and depth of our relationship. On this show, we'll pull back the curtains to share lessons, insights, and practices from our own marriage and professional careers that help us thrive. If you're a leader, founder, or overachiever, and you want to leverage your relationships for personal and collective growth, then you're in the right place. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Art of We podcast, episode number 60. 60. I'm so proud of us. It's a big number. That's a big number. We're not even that old yet. (laughs) (laughs) Not that that, that's old, but we're not that age yet. Today's topic is purpose and purposeful action. And this is coming up at the end of the year, we're recording this in December. So this is something that comes up for me at the end of the year. We start thinking about how we've done with our goals for the year and what we're planning to move toward in the coming year. And it's just been coming up recently in the conversation. So we thought we would do an episode on the contrast between purpose and purposeful action versus what can happen uh, what I notice in myself anyway, around feeling less productive or more in the mode of what feels like a lower valence of energy or some lower nervous system procedure of going for just playing out old psychological patterns. So I can talk <laughs> more about that. But how do you relate to this purpose and purposeful action, Krista? For whatever reason, my makeup is such that if I am not really clear about what my, I mean, purpose, the word purpose feels too big and grand and existential in a certain way. But if I'm not clear about what I'm up to or what I'm doing or what I'm focusing on or where I'm trying to get, then, and if it's not aligned with you specifically, because we are so intertwined in so many ways, then I can get really lost in my day. and. I can be productive, quote unquote, and I can for sure get stuff done, but there's this sense of a lower vibration, kind of like what you're talking about, I think, in a certain way, and so much less life-giving. And I can actually start to feel a bit lost. I feel like we've done a really good job of so many things this year in the face of many different challenges. And for some reason recently, I've just been like, okay, wait, where where are we and and what are we up to and what are we wanting? And maybe it's the time of year that's here, but I know that we've just been so busy in so many different ways that I feel like we haven't really deeply connected around where we're going. And so when I don't feel connected to that, then there's definitely, there's purposeful action, but maybe you could describe what you mean by purposeful action so that the people listening can get a little more sense of of what you mean about that. Yeah, I think it's 
easiest for me to talk about it in a business context is where it's more clear in my mind. And then, you know, we can bring that back to the relationship and the up to between you and me. When I'm in a strong feeling of purpose and purposeful action, I'm consciously aware that my behavior is moving the needle in what the bigger goals are for the organization that I run with Keith and obviously you and Emma are very involved in that too. And I can tell when the actions that I'm taking are very aligned with getting to that to that big goal that we've set, whatever the goal is. And how can you tell? I can tell because it's like an energetic felt sense in my body that there's a lightness and uh, there's a flow that happens where I'm whether I'm writing an email or managing the team or starting or completing a project, it feels like it could be a, it could be a challenging moment or it could be um, an easy moment, but there's just a feeling of having the wind at my back and moving forward. Mm -hmm. And then what does a non-purposeful action feel like? In recent weeks, I've been waking up to a feeling of spinning my wheels and this takes the form of me playing out some of my psychological injuries from wherever childhood or whatever in the past and for example i notice myself compulsively checking my email all day or <laughs> doing refresh are you refreshing <laughs> or just pulling up the page <laughs> i've hit refresh a few times in yeah. the last couple of weeks and it's just a unique pattern in me that feels like I'm some kind of lonely guard at the top of the wall of the the castle and I'm got the binoculars and I'm checking the horizon for orcs and, you know, bad guys coming. Uh, so it's a, it's a pretty bleak, um, I think very young part of me that is driven by concerns about safety and security and, not driven by the bigger mission or the bigger purpose. That's it feels like a really important distinction. Yeah. So so there's a feeling of tension, there's a feeling of anxiety, there's a feeling of a little bit of purposelessness, kind of like why am I doing this? Um losing track of what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. So this kind of hamster on the wheel feeling. Yeah. What's interesting to me is that I think that we can be in purposeful action even when there is a sense of fear. Mm-hmm. For example, I'm going to take it back over here for a minute. We'll ping pong. But for example, we're in this big financial review of like where things are going, trying to just plug up the little holes that can happen after subscribing to too many TV, you know, streams <laughs> because <laughs> we want to watch a show and then we forget that we're subscribed. Just like right. things like that. And when I feel the excitement of battening down the hatches, so to speak, like I actually get excited about it when we're clear about what we're doing and why we're doing it. But if it it was just like going through the motions of it because we wanted to see or we should be tracking our finances, it would be a very different experience for me. I probably would be in this kind of like lower vibration mode, even though it's the same action. I agree with you. I think there can definitely be purposeful action in trying to resolve a concern or a challenge. And 
what I'm calling attention to is a, it's a different energy. You know, mm. it's an energy of it's something in the neighborhood of like, am I okay? Are we okay? Mm-hmm. And it revolves around a negativity bias of I'm not okay or something's mm-hmm. not okay. And I think that's just an old hypervigilant pattern that comes from not feeling okay a lot when I was little. So are you saying that when you're in touch with more of what, like what do you need to be in touch with to be in purposeful action? When I'm in purposeful action, I'm at choice of what I'm creating. And that could be resolving, like you said, bringing purposeful action to resolving a a problem. But it more commonly feels associated in my system to creating what I want to create in the world. Mm Mm-hmm and what I want to create with you in the world and the kind of impact that I want for us to have. And that we tend to dream pretty big in the kinds of things that we want to create. And so it could take years to accomplish the big, hairy, audacious goals. So if I'm hearing you right, when you are not in touch with those, like in your heart, in your consciousness, leading from that perspective, then your days get more chaotic and disorganized. Yeah. And your mind space drops into this more fear-based, am I okay, are we okay perspective. Definitely, yeah. There's There's an order that comes from going after a big project or a big vision of what's possible. And there's feels like there's chaos and disorder in my mind when I'm not plugged into that plan. And at this time of year, I feel like we're kind of at the tail end of what we set out to do this year. And then there's a bit of a lull as we move into visioning for next year. Okay, so let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll share a little bit more about the nuances of what this feels like to us and how we navigate it. We'll be right back. We hope you're enjoying this episode. I want to take a quick break to let you know about a gift we created for you and your partner. We compiled our top 10 relationship agreements, agreements that have been so powerful in supporting the success of our partnership that we even turned them into our wedding vows. These agreements help us stay connected, growing, and thriving as a couple, and they've been critical to help us create a kind of we that's way beyond what we've ever experienced before. You can download this free gift at kristavanderveer.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-A-V-A-N-D-E-R-V-E-E-R.com. Also, if you enjoy our podcast, it would be so meaningful to us if you left us a rating and review. Not only does it help others find us, but it gives us critical feedback on how we're doing. Thanks in advance, and now back to the episode. Welcome back. My sense is that everybody has a little bit of a different need about how they get themselves into feeling like they're connected to what they're up to and thus feel like their actions are purposeful. For me, it might be a little bit different than you, which is I think that I need like a start and an end time to the, 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 like the action or the project or what I'm up to in that, that time of my life. And if I'm clear about what I'm up to and I know how to get there, even if I don't know exactly how it's going to go, I feel like I can really show up for that and I can really focus on it. And 
the potential end result pulls me forward in a way that leads me through even the most challenging or tearful experiences. And I mean, I just think about one good example for me is is the house project that we did where we had this unexpected whole house remodel, which we've told the story, we can tell it again someday. <laughs> but the point is, is that I knew there was a start. I knew there was a finish. I knew we had to get through it. And I could easily show up for it. It's like my generativity came online for that and my liveness came online for it and my creativity came online for it. And in the moments that it became the hardest for us, like we were like, we're doing this. There's no question that we're not doing this. So this is happening. And I think for me, I kind of need that setup and container in order for me to really feel purposeful and feel purposeful action. And if I disconnect from what's going on, why we're doing it, why I'm doing it, why the whole thing is important, then I can get lost into my own version of what you're talking about. So for example, when those things come up for me, it's a, it's a sign that I'm needing to reconnect in some form to what it is that I'm up to or and or what we're up to together. I think it's important to underline, we don't need to tell the whole story, but to underline what you're saying, the commitment that you took was massive. And we basically found mold everywhere in our house right after we bought it and didn't have a lot of recourse other than pouring unbelievable amounts of money into a year-long project that required us to live in your parents' basement, which was a delightful experience because they're amazing people. But you commuted 30 minutes each way for a year and spent 50 hours a week managing contractors. And you did it almost entirely with, from my perspective, an incredibly positive energy and, as you said, generativity. And it's not to say that you didn't have breakdowns or difficult moments. I mean, it was so hard and you did it. So it makes a lot of sense to me what you're saying. Yeah. And it was a really, really big we project. Like we made all the decisions together. It was very much a collaborative effort. And I think that's also another thing that I need. I need to collaborate with people <laughs> like this. If I'm not collaborating, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you know, twiddling my thumbs and uh, twirling my hair at times. So it's really important for me to do that. Yeah. You've got a collaborative soul for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's so wonderful. Yeah. That's helpful to hear you say that, you know, that's the kind of container that you need. It makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. If I don't have an end time, I get a little overwhelmed and I can be just kind of like, I don't know, is this ever going to end? Like, are we going to do something different? <laughs> I need variety. Yeah. And the end time in that project kept moving because we, you know, <laughs> it's not easy to decide when you're done on a project and have it just yeah. be done. Yeah. Um, so much to organize and so much patience required. So, okay. So you had that experience and right now it seems like you're having a different experience from that one. Yeah. I mean, I have these little projects going, including the Art of We podcast, including some creative juices flowing around what the next level of consulting practice is going to look like for me. But I think with you and me, it's it's like, I feel a little bit wobbly in terms of like, what are we really going for in terms of our future, in terms of this next year, in terms of, you know, we now have our house, we have our, fa our fur baby family. We have Sophie, who's my stepdaughter and your daughter. 
and we feel set in a certain way. And it's, it's, it's been a lot to get here. We have the business, which is so beautiful, the businesses and, but it's like, what's next? And if I don't really get clear with you and we're on the same team and aligned, I can get a little bit lost. So I'm looking forward to us diving into those conversations this coming season. Yeah, it seems like um, good timing to to get in there and uh, set some more BHAGs so we can run after them. <laughs> yeah. It's only been in recent years that I really started appreciating how important it is to set goals that are wildly, insanely unachievable. And then to see what happens, you know, when you apply your efforts and goals where, you know, even if you only get halfway there, you just, it blows your mind that you were able to even do that. So. I think I need to ask you something about that because for my system, if they're way too big, then a part of my psychology can get into, that's never going to happen. And so why, (laughs) why like take the smallest little ant steps to, to try to climb this mountain? But you seem to do that really well. Like there's something that you do inside of your own internal system that helps you want to take all those baby ant steps to get to maybe a non-achievable goal or something. Like what happens for you there? I think if the goal was totally insane, then I would probably feel what you're talking about, you know, of, oh, well, there's no way this is going to happen. But it's given me confidence to see in the last several years of, of building an organization that, you know, now has more than a hundred people contributing to it to, from, you know, me and Keith at the kitchen table in the beginning, like having that experience over the last five years has really given me confidence that there are other things that I can do that I didn't know or that I don't currently know I can do or, and not individually, but in a team. Mm -hmm. And it, kind of is an expansion of the other vow that we've talked about before of we can do more than I can. Mm -hmm. This exciting possibility of when like-minded people get together, it doesn't have to be a big group. It could be a small group of very dedicated people can get a lot done for the good. And maybe it's just a matter of perspective that's different between us. It sounds like you're not also, you're, you're setting a goal that's within something that you actually do think that you could reach. Is that right? Right. A goal that a lot of things would have to come together for that actual goal to be reached. But it's also a goal where getting halfway there would feel amazing too. Yeah. Well, definitely something more for me to explore what happens for me there. So thanks for the conversation. (laughs) Well, I think in my life prior to that, I set goals that were too small. And it caused me to have too much room for this other mode to operate too much. The standing on top of the castle... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the right being pendulating between the nightmare of shame and pride and shame and pride and mm. you know victory and defeat and anxiety, fear, scarcity, all the things. So if the goals were too small, you're more likely to go into that too. Interesting. It's like there's a default mode that needs to be challenged by big goals. Okay, well, I guess we'll be reporting more, probably, no guarantee, but probably we'll be reporting more about what happens for us inside of our 
conversations around goals and, you know, where we found there was some gold in our process or we, where we got challenged and hopefully in support of those of you who are really interested in finding more generativity and aliveness and purposeful action inside of your world. Okay. Anything else for you for this episode? No. <laughs> no. I'd be really curious to hear from those of you who are listening about your process around where you like what kind of container works for you really well when you're moving towards a goal or you're stretching yourself in new ways to accomplish something new it would be so helpful to hear from you and your process and share anything that you want to around that i think i, I think i would probably learn a lot and i'm always up for that you can reach out to us at kristavanderveer.com you can also find our top 10 agreements relationship agreements that we turn to vows on that website. So if you're interested in kind of getting into the deeper weeds about the all the different agreements, you can find them there. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time. See you next time. Thank you so much for joining us. If you found this content valuable, please follow the show and share it with your partner or other key collaborators. If the show has sparked an interesting conversation based on these topics, we'd love to hear from you. Find us on Instagram at Art of We Podcast. And we'll see you next time when we explore what it means to be better together, like butter and toast on The Art of We.